Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton Ward, and this is Sweat, Grit, and Hustle. On today's show, we're talking all about the side hustle or finding something to become your own boss. Now, I get it. Some of you out there uh, are looking around the internet, wanting to find a way to replace your current income so that you can leave your nine to five job. And that that's cool. By the way, do not go and sack your boss until you have got a plan and you are starting to build income. For others of you, it might be that you love your job. You know, maybe you're working as a nurse, teacher, police officer. Jobs where part of the reason you do them is because you love being in those professions. But the income may not give you everything you're looking for in life. So I'm going to run through a few ideas for you to go look into, do a bit more research on to establish if there's something out there for you that will help you get to a position that's freedom of choice, choosing what to do, when to do it, where to do it and who to do that with. So we're going to cover a little bit on property, stocks, multi-level marketing, franchising and creating your own business doing something you love. So let's start with property. If you go and look on the internet today, property is one of the highest searched words on browsers. So it's a big keyword. And there's lots of hype out there. There's lots of property education companies telling you that, you know, you can be doing, you know, £5,000 a month within three years, etc. And that's true. You can. Um in a couple of interviews time, we've got a wonderful lady who in less than three years has built a, built a multi-million pound portfolio. So it's definitely true that you can go out there and build a massive income stream with property. What they don't tell you in the hype is that there are some baseline costs. So you're going to have to have the spare money to, to go traveling to where you're investing, to have the money to put in as a deposit if you're buying the property, to cover your accommodation while you're out and about, to cover your accountancy fees each year. There's lots of costs that go with a business. So it's not the case that one property is going to do it for you. And property certainly isn't easy. There are some simple steps to investing in property, but it's not necessarily easy. You're going to hit some hurdles along the way. You're going to lose deals along the way. You're going to raise finance and suddenly get it pulled from you. It's not the bright, shiny penny that they make out, but that still makes it a great way to build income. Um, Let's face it, it's one of my main businesses. But things that you I believe you should be aware of before you go into it. As you do your research, no matter what the hype tells you, there is no such thing as a money down deal in property. There used to be pre sort of 2008 crash. You could actually buy a property and refinance it the same day, um, lend the money for a day to get into the deal get your financer there on day one and and basically make money out of the value that it is versus the value you pay for it. The market's changed since then, as has the rules. So there are rules now that when you first get into a property, 
you can get into it with a mortgage, but the mortgage company is likely to lend you at most for an investment property about 75% of the value you pay for it. That leaves you to find 25% for the rest of the money, plus any money you've got to spend on refurbing it. And then it would be another six months minimum before you could refinance in order to get a mortgage based on the value that you've created. Uh, and this is what property education teaches you is how to do that successfully. So I'm not knocking property education. I think if you're going to go into property, you want to be educated. You want to be doing this professionally and not as a hobby. But the reason I say there's no such thing as no money down is not only because you've got to find deposits and you've got to find the money for the refurb if you need it. Um there are some strategies where they claim that there's no money down and that's true there are strategies such as lease options and rent to rent where you effectively don't have to pay the deposit but you will need to pay fees to actually close the contracts so you will have to have a little bit of money and obviously you'll need money to help you go out and you know mileage petrol for the car train travel, plane travel, however you're going to get to the area that this property is in, you're going to need money to do it. So that's why I say there's no such thing as a no money down deal. And there have been people in Australia arrested for claiming there is. But when you actually get into property, um, you can do it without any of your own money. In order to do that, you need to build a set of connections you need to collaborate with other people and create a win-win between yourself who can go out and do the work to get the property and get it rentable or sellable and between somebody who maybe wants to make a, a little bit more money than they currently do on money that they've got sat around not being used so it's about creating a win-win and when you get into property realize no matter what the hype tells you you need to become a marketer first and an investor second. Your first priority is to find the money for the deals if you do not have money sat spare of your own. So property is a great thing to go and research, but be warned, it could take you 18 months, three years, even longer for some people to get that extra bit of income they're looking for to replace their current job. It doesn't happen overnight. For somebody who's just looking for a few hundred pounds extra money, though, then this could be a good way to put something in your pension pot, leave a legacy for your children. But also, while you've got it, to actually create the extra 300 to 500 pounds, maybe um, as extra money for you to literally go on holiday, maybe. So put that money each month into a pot and go on holiday. Um, but don't don't get taken in by all the hype that it's quick, it's easy uh, and there's never going to be any problems. But it is a brilliant way to build an extra income stream. Moving on to stocks. So the stock market's quite an interesting place. You can actually learn to become a trader. Again, there's plenty of stuff on the Internet with loads of hype about you can actually go out and, and learn to become a trader. And there's different ways to trade. You can buy unit trusts, unit shares or buy a, a piece of something that somebody else is trading. There's plenty of companies out there that do share based um, ISAs in the UK where they do all the actual trading. You buy a unit portion 
and you get a share of any raises that they make and any losses that they make. So that's an easy way to do it um, because you don't have to do the trading yourself. But you can go out there and learn to do things like just buying stocks, so buying the right stocks, knowing what to buy, when to buy it, effectively so that you can buy it at one price, sell it at a higher price and make some money. For some, it's about holding the stock so they get paid a dividend. So if that's what you want to do, research companies that pay a regular dividend and look at how much you've got to put in to purchase those stocks in order to get the amount of money you're looking to get. You can also do things like day trading, swing trading, scalping, trading funds, currencies, commodities and doing things like contracts for difference. So what's all this with the day trade in the swing trade and all this lot? Well, instead of owning the actual stock, currency or commodity, you trade on the price between what you buy it for and what it sells for without owning the stock. So what you buy is an option that might be I'm buying at one pound a unit, for instance, and then you're wanting it to go up within a certain amount of time, which is the period you're being given to actually either buy your stock or get rid of it. Because at the minute when you when you're day trading, swing trading, etc., you are buying a contract, an option, not the actual stock itself. So there you're waiting for the price to go up so that you can sell at a difference and Effectively, you never own the stock or the commodity. You just own an option to buy it at a certain price. So if you're buying at one price, you're waiting for the market to go up. So you can say, right, now I can sell it because I can buy at one one pound a share, one dollar a share. But I'm now going to sell when the market's at two dollars a share. Um, very complex system. I do do a little bit of this, but I just do one one trade a month using a contract for difference in oil, believe it or not. Now, with an option to buy, you can also trade based on selling. So you might have the price at $2, two pound a share and you buy a contract that says you can sell at two dollars two pounds you then wait for the price to fall so the price falls to say a dollar a pound you now take your option to sell at two pound knowing that you can buy at one pound you make money in the difference the trading platform you're in makes a commission happy days as you can imagine though you need to learn and understand how to read a stock chart, how to look at when a price is likely to turn and go downwards or turn and go upwards or continue on trend and go upwards or continue on trend and go downwards. So again, if you're going to do this and you're not just buying stocks, but you're going to trade contracts for difference, then get yourself some education to do it. But be aware of the following. Many people that raise a lot of money doing this, they do so because they have a pot of capital that they're willing to risk at the beginning. If you're trying to trade contracts for difference, etc., or buy stock with £500 or $500 down, it's going to take you a while to build that up into a bigger figure. And that's okay. Uh, you can take out the money you make each month or you can leave it so that you, you, know, you let that grow 
and, and now you're making more money from the money you've already made in profit from something going up um, and effectively the thing grows a bit faster. But most people that, that get there really quickly with this is because they've got a pot of money they're putting in and it could be six figures. It could be they stick 100,000 down. It means all of their trades can be at a higher price per point and therefore their profit grows a bit faster. But they're also risking a lot more. What's the difference between day trading, swing trading and scalping? Day trading, you're trading an option that usually expires at the end of the day. So you need to do the opposite of what your option says before the end of the day. So if you've got an option to buy, you're hoping that the price goes up before the end of the day or two days so that you can actually then, you know, offset your purchase option with a sell option so that you make the difference. Swing trading lasts a bit longer. That can last anything from a couple of days, sometimes even a day. But the aim is you, the point at where your option runs out and you either pay for it and, and, and lose the money or have something to offset it against. That usually takes up to a month, maybe. Scalping, not for the faint hearted. You are literally doing contracts for difference um, or buying and selling stocks where you are literally looking at the minute by minute difference and take scalping off that minute little bit of profit. But you're doing it so many times a day that it builds into a lot. I'm not an expert in stocks, guys. I do a little bit of it myself. So go and research that uh, and be aware if you want to get into things like day trading on contracts for difference, you can't just do it two minutes a day like they might tell you. Uh, it might take you uh, four hours a day to slowly build up your knowledge and then maybe a couple of hours a day where you're checking the market, deciding what to, to put your purchases on uh, and doing it that way. So it's, it's not something you can sit and do and earn money while you sleep, although obviously buying the stocks themselves, you can. So on to the next one. We've all seen the hype. We've all heard the hype of crypto. It's the similar thing to stock trading, but instead of you trading a foreign currency or a commodity, you are effectively buying cryptocurrency and also you can trade in cryptocurrency. Uh, there's also a lot of scammers out there, so beware of the scammers. And I'm not saying they're all scammers, but there's a lot of hype around things like Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. So remember, there's people come up with some very clever schemes to get your money and you get nothing back. So, yes, you can trade it the same way as you can stocks. I'm not going to go through that again. You can put your money into somebody else doing it. So this is where you buy in and they might say you buy in at different levels. So you might get the bronze level at a thousand pounds or dollars. You, you get the gold at two thousand, uh, the platinum at three thousand, etc. So you put your money into to the scheme and then somebody else within that company will do the trading. And again, each of your units gets a share of the profits. There are claims out there that some people will double their money in 30 days, uh, etc. And I'm not saying they're untrue. I'm saying do your research. Because when you put your money in some of these schemes, on day one, let's say you put a thousand in. On day one, you'll find your thousand actually only gets you 500 to 700 pounds or dollars of purchase of cryptocurrency or options because 30 to 50 percent of what you put in gets taken by the company to pay commission to the person that introduced you and also to pay the company for what they're doing 
and some of them will even charge you to withdraw your money and that could be as much as 20%. So when you factor in, you put a thousand in, you lose say 30% straight off the bat, that's 700. You then pay 20% to get your money out, that's another 140 quid gone. If that money doesn't go up, it stays still, the crypto doesn't move a lot or you decide to get out at the wrong moment, you suddenly get the realisation that actually you never put a thousand pounds into cryptocurrency. You put a thousand pounds or dollars into a company and ultimately only 700 of that went into the currency. So just do your research. And interestingly enough, some crypto trading currencies, um, they will get you to buy in, in Bitcoin or crypto as well. There's also companies out there that do exactly the same for foreign exchange uh, trading. So they will go look at the market. You don't have to put the time in to look at the market. They will do it for you. You'll be part of a bigger part. You'll buy a set of units. You can make profit. And I'm say, I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying do your research, guys. Um, what I'd be very wary of is companies that are offering you to put money in to do foreign currency or forex trading. They do all of the work on your behalf. You just put the money in beware if they're then asking you to put that money in using cryptocurrency because it usually means they might be trading out of your jurisdiction you cannot trace bitcoin that that's the whole purpose of cryptocurrencies it's not traceable and the other thing is if they suddenly decide to just drop the thing or say actually we lost and we've lost your part if they're trading in a country that's outside of your jurisdiction, then you might not be able to rely on your own country's legal laws for the safeguarding of your money. And it may be a genuine loss as well. So, again, do your research. Network marketing or MLM, as it's known for sure, is a great way of buying into something for three to four figures, £100 to $100, maybe up to about 1000 And this is where you are selling someone else's product. You never own the product. You are not buying the franchise. You are not buying the business. You are simply selling someone else's product for a commission into your network. So if you're wanting to get into this, then you want to be looking at companies that have got consumable products. One of the ways you make money is on the commission for selling that product to your network of people. Hence, network marketing. It has sometimes been called pyramid marketing, and I'll come on to why that is. It's not always the case that it's a true pyramid. There is a genuine business behind some of them, but I'll tell you why in a second about that. So you're selling someone else's product for commission to your network. Some of them will give you very hard sell tactics to get the product sold, to get people on board with you. Just be aware that whatever you're doing is meeting your values because each company will have a set of rules and there'll be certain rules that you can only be a distributor or an affiliate or whatever they call it because um, each company will have a different name for you doing this selling of their product. They'll also have a set of rules that you've got to follow and comply by. For some of them, you can't set up a store. You can't put it on eBay. It's not like you have your own product that you've bought raw and you've turned it into something else and you're selling it yourself with your own brand. So just be aware of that. 
Now, the top revenue earners as of 2021, you've got Amway at 8.4 billion, Herbalife at 4.9 billion and Avon at 4.76 billion. You'll notice one thing about all three companies, they have a consumable product. People have to use it and buy it again to keep using it. Unlike the old Tupperware days where, let's face it, once you've got an oven tray, you've got an oven tray. Once you've got a carving platter board, you've got a carving platter board. How many more do you need? So if you are going to look at network marketing, multi-level marketing, I would say look for one that's consumable. Skincare, nutrition, all that sort of stuff. Household product. And if you look at the top three, Amway is skincare and household product these days, Herbalife Nutrition, Avon, obviously, skincare, cosmetics. There are some other big players in the in the field. You've got Forever Living. Um, you've got lots of different players doing this. So again, do your research if you're going to join one of these companies. Make sure that the way they're working is a way you can work and realise that you know, some of the teams are going to give you some tactics for doing pretty hard selling. You need to work out if that's right for you. We've all got to sell. We sell ourselves every day. In a way, I'm selling my knowledge around going into different businesses with you on the show today. So we're all selling. So don't be afraid of the fact that you've got to sell. At the end of the day, we 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 sell ourselves and our ideas to our children, i.e., you know, if I give you a chocolate biscuit, will you go to bed at 8.30? If you think that's not selling, then you are deluded because it is. So getting back to the plot, Network marketing allows you to launch a big business on a shoestring budget. And again, you will find on the internet lots of hype, lots of companies saying how great it is. But go in it, in it with your eyes open. Remember that around 1% of all the people that get into network marketing are the only ones that make the big books. Not everybody does. There's an awful lot of others at the lower levels that are actually paying every month just to keep their status, uh, i.e. some of the network marketing companies will, in order for you to get your commission, you yourself might have to spend $200, £100, £200, whatever each month. If you don't make purchases that month, then you don't get your commission. Now, that doesn't mean you have to buy the product for your own personal use. Although if you've got a business with um, skincare, why wouldn't you use the skincare that you get commission on? What it means is you have to put a personal order in. That personal order you could be putting in for other customers that aren't yet, say, VIP customers or, you know, uh, repeat customers. So you can build an income by building up a list of customers buying off you every month. One of the big things with network marketing, though, if you look at most people that are at the top of the earnings on any company, they are there because they also have a network, a network of distributors below them. So it's not just about selling the product, although you can do that. It's about going out and building up a team below you so that when that team sells, you get commission off of what they sell as well as what you sell. And you might, in some cases, be able to even go down another layer to the third layer where you get commission off of your team's team. And so on. Some companies stop it at the six layers down. That's the end of your commission. Others have unlimited layers. They do them in different models. You've got binary models. You've got um, widthwise models. So research the companies that you think fit with what you want to do and that you can actually go out there and do it. 
understand how you build the team, how the structure works, who needs to go where in your placement tree. Uh, And this is one of the reasons why some people call it pyramid selling, because at the end of the day, in some companies, you are making money not from external parties, but you're making money purely off the people below you. Um, It's not the case for all of them. Many of them do have a genuine product opportunity behind them. Um, But just do your research. How many of the customers buying the product are actually true customers and not just distributors buying product to keep their commission? Uh, Then we've got franchising. So franchising, a lot cheaper to get a lot more expensive, sorry, to get into the multi-level marketing. So whereas with multi-level marketing, you can get in for three to four figures. In franchising, a, a decent franchise could cost you an unrealistic five to eight figures to get in. So what is a franchise if you've never heard of it before? It's where the originator sells or license to you their brand and trade name, their processors, and in some cases, their raw materials. McDonald's uh, has a franchise format. Subway has a franchise format. Starbucks, believe it or not, doesn't. Starbucks will license you their brand and you set up the thing, but it's not done as a franchise. They're, they're still not a franchise company. So franchising, you, you have a ready-made business, but you have to pay money to get into that ready-made business. So, for instance, the kind of things you're going to be paying to get into McDonald's, you're looking at $45,000 just for the fee alone. That forms part of your final franchise figure, which you're going to be looking at um, early to late six figures, sometimes even higher. Because as you can imagine, the minute a McDonald's sets up shop, it gets it gets customers. The franchise owner, if the good one, is doing the advertising for you. So if you look at a McDonald's advert on TV, it's not an individual franchise owner doing that brand building. It's the McDonald's company themselves. So they're doing a lot of marketing for you. They're getting the brand out there. You are piggybacking off their brand with a business that's yours. But you're going to have to set up the, you know, find the premises where you're going to run it from. Make sure that fits with the franchise's requirements. Get the actual shop fitting done for it. For a Subway franchise, you are looking, by the time you factor in renting or leasing the premises, getting all the shop fitting stuff in there, which, by the way, will usually be stuff you buy off the franchise Uh, owner uh, you're looking at 90 to 200,000 pounds so that's about I don't know maybe a hundred thousand to 250 300 thousand dollars so franchising is a great way to get in often you'll find you're working in the business not on the business but that's also true for stocks network marketing property in your early days till you've built up a team So what about going into your own business? What could you do if you decided to set up your own business for that extra money for luxuries or to replace your income? Well, there's plenty out there for you to go at. You could sell online. You've got Shopify, Etsy, eBay. You could basically get a product, create your own or buy another one that's um, as a raw cost so you're buying it wholesale and selling it retail you've also got amazon you can actually be one of the sellers on amazon some of the things on amazon are not sold by amazon they're sold by private sellers so you could get into online selling 
You've got things like arbitrage, and I'm not an expert in any of these guys. I'm just listing a few ideas for you. I did try Amazon selling once, but you know, got a bit got a bit horrid, and I got out of it when Amazon tried to undercut you themselves. And believe it or not, even though I had a license to sell the product, I did. You couldn't even get somebody from Amazon on the phone when they said no. Um, we've been told you don't have a license, you can't sell it. Now, Amazon is great, don't get me wrong. My kitchen sometimes looks like Amazon Warehouse with all the stuff that comes to the house. Uh, But it did disillusion me a little bit. And I thought, for the amount that I'm making on this... I just don't want to do all of the legwork for it. So some of the great ways you can do it where you're doing less legwork is do arbitraging. So you might have a product that you buy. It's a product that is time sensitive. People in the market want it right now. Um, So you buy it at one price, you sell it at another price and it doesn't even get delivered to you. You just arrange for the original seller to you to ship it straight to your customer. Uh, So that's you know, buying a load of stuff low and selling it, which you can do by having the product at home or you can do by doing drop shipping. And drop shipping is simply where your supplier drops that product straight to the customer. And if you're selling on Amazon, you can actually have your product stored in an Amazon warehouse so that Amazon are doing the delivery. Um, so the idea is you, you buy low, you sell higher and you make a profit or you get a raw material Again, you can go on sites like Alibaba where you can buy product from the Asian market at a much lower price than what you're selling on Amazon in the US, the UK, Germany, etc. You could also just create a business from what you're passionate about. And um, if you've got the time to set it up, the time to be out there marketing it, going to business meetings to tell people what you're doing, then this could be a great way to get some spare income. You've got gardening, you've got virtual assistants, you've got website designers, you've got specialists in building LinkedIn profiles, you've got uh, graphic designers doing logos, you've got teaching music online, doing group-based fitness stuff online. So if you've got an expertise, you could turn that into um, a business where you're leveraging your expertise and get expertise and getting paid for it. Um, and you don't even have to leave your home in some cases other than to do your marketing. Uh, during COVID, uh, the actual number of property, uh, property, not property, sorry, guys, fitness people that grew up I mean we couldn't go to gym so what was happening uh personal trainers and fitness instructors building up online presence you could download their videos or you could watch them live you paid a small monthly fee loads of those have popped up as a result of most of the world being in lockdown so again think about what you're passionate about think about what you love you love doing and ask yourself could you make a business out of it And how big a business do you want to make? It's okay if all you want to do is make an extra £500 or $500 a month to save up for a holiday each year. You do not have to become a multi-million pound business. But there are businesses out there that have become multi-million pound or multi-million dollar just off the back of starting a business they were passionate about. So you've got Pearl Cosmetics, you've got Treatbox. You know, Treatbox, brilliant example. Um, sending little treat boxes through the post 
during COVID in the UK, that was a big thing. You know, you couldn't necessarily go out shopping for treats. So you got treats sent to people as gifts in the post, went to the company, ordered the box you wanted. That got delivered to whoever you wanted the gift to go to. And away you go. There were loads of those popped up. So treat box is one of the bigger ones. Uh, treat box have, have gone literally from little... They're still a small business, but they are doing some great things with that small business. They started off doing a few boxes. You know, this year alone, their advent calendar, you know, their advent boxes, they said they're only going to do 500 because they're already preparing them. I think they're nearly at a thousand sales on Treatbox. And this is a company with small number of employees, started off as somebody's idea from home and is now a pretty big business. And I'm sure that's going to go far. And there's lots of others out there like that. You've got business uh, business box. So the box is more aimed at businesses. You can subscribe each month and get a box delivered to your door with a book in it, a little bit of inspiration, a bit of stationery. So there's loads of way you can turn a business working at home if you want it to into a big, big business. You've just got to have a little bit of passion for what you do, put a little bit of sweat in and obviously do a bit of hustling when it comes to the marketing side. And by hustling, guys, if you're listening in some countries in the UK, hustle to us means, you know, basically doing a little bit of ducking and diving, weaving and dipping to actually get out there and promote your business. It doesn't mean you're actually doing something illegal. So things you need to do when you start deciding which one to go for, make sure the market direction and the timing is in the right place for what you're going to be putting to market. Yeah. Ula hoops were a thing many years ago. I doubt they'd make a big business now. Um, research do your research both on the companies that if you're going to go into a franchise or multi-level marketing do your research on the company on the market Um, how are you going to fund it because even if it's a low cost business you're going to have to keep it going in the early days it takes time to build up customers in most cases and consider a wide range, wide range of ideas. Don't just stop at your first idea. Go brainstorming the other ideas. Go put down on paper. You know, this is a great exercise. Put down on paper 50 ways to make some income through doing something yourself. Business, multi-level marketing, etc. Um, and then go through those and pick the top three or five that resonate and float your boats, so to speak, and go research those in more details. And then it's a case of get to work by understanding the people that are going to be in your business, the people that are going to be using your business, the problems those people might have that your company can solve and the promise you can give that what you have solves their problem. So there you go. A um, little bit of insight into ways that you can go out and create your own income by getting into a business of your own or one that you get through another company. I'll see you on the flip side. Get out there and get searching. To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming on Sweat, Grit and Hustle, do visit us at www.sweatgrit.com. Hustle.com. Thank you.